All right, welcome everyone to a very special episode uh, this week, uh, collaboration episode between From the Top Rope and Undisputed Future. Uh, we have a great weekend of wrestling. Uh, we've got the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 and, of course, SummerSlam. So we're just going to jump right into it with uh, TakeOver Brooklyn. All right, uh, let's kick it off. Um, so what match you want to talk about first, Sean? Oh, we'll go. We'll go off with the uh, the Johnny Gargano versus uh, Cien Almas match, uh, and I'm going to let right, right. Johnny Gargano and Cien Almas a huge rivalry just kicking off. Actually, Zelina Vega inspiring this fire in Andrade Cien Almas as of late, fellas. Uh, Almas is no joke. He's coming off a big victory on NXT TV, which we haven't seen in a little while. He's dumping the whole Tranquilo and the ego behind his in-ring actions. Mm-hmm. Zelina Vega definitely started a fire in him, but Johnny Gargano is coming off the biggest betrayal of his career. Gargano oh, yeah. wants to prove that Johnny Gargano is no more and Johnny freaking wrestling is here. So a lot of these guys, two big-time takeover veterans. I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano in this one, though, because I was there last year when him and Ciampa tore the house down against the Revival. I think Johnny Gargano really wants to make a statement and prove just how important the Brooklyn crowd is to him. Yeah, and totally. Um, and I'm glad that you brought that last match up because that that match against the Revival was was incredible and probably one should have been could have been match of the year candidate for sure. Match of the year candidate on WWE.com. Yes, absolutely. Oh, for sure. And uh, I'm I'm actually going to have to pull for Gargano on this as well. I think the idea of them breaking up. Um, DIY was to give Gargano a, a singles push and uh, he's going to be probably within the next six months and probably an easy call up um, he worked phenomenally in DIY as a tag team heck of a competitor uh, singles as well and I think we're going to see an incredible match to kick off the show here against uh, Almas I, I agree I'm also going to go with Gargano there um, CN has correct me if I'm wrong Dan but CN Almas has been in NXT for a while and he's kind of been like a, a pretty key figure he's been a very he's been a solid guy you can always count on him to put on a good match is that correct absolutely he uh, he got a chance against Bobby Roode's debut match at TakeOver Brooklyn 2 last year he managed yep. to turn a crowd that was very heavy for Bobby Roode's debut on his side. So Almas has the ability to work babyface, but this new heel and this Zelina Vega, yeah, don't sleep on CN Almas. I think it's going to be a very competitive matchup with Gargano coming out on top, but I think this has potential to be Almas' best takeover showing yet. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm going to go with Gargano. That is going to be my pick, but um, I, it's going to be a great match. Gargano used to work singles when he was in PWG and things like that, and you are going to see a good match to kick off the show. Right, absolutely, and and this is this is a toss up. This is no by no means Gargano for sure is going to win. Uh, this could be match of the night. I mean, these talents are incredible. The whole the whole NXT Takeover Brooklyn card is stacked. You're going to get a, a a solid match from all five of these matches. Without oh, a doubt, especially the especially yeah. the three championship matches, big time at stake. But guys, a hard hitting matchup to follow Almas and Gargano. Alistair Black versus Hideo Itami. One of the hardest hitting matchups in WWE history potential right here. We're gonna be seeing a whole lot of roundhouse kicks. What is your thoughts on this one, Sean? You know, this one, each of these matches are, are toss-up, some more than other, and this is one that's kind of, I'm pulled in different directions. I love I love the push that, you know, that uh, Aleister Black is getting right now, but 
it's it's like is he going to win? Maybe he's on a good run, but then it's like uh, Hideo Itami has been stuck in NXT hell forever, and he's like in purgatory, and he's trying to make the leap over to NX or to uh, WWE, and it's like if they continue to let Itami lose. Is he going to get stuck there and he's going to get released? And I don't think Asami deserves that. So I think what we're going to see here is I think Atami's going to take this. Um, he needs the win because he's been put on the back burner for a while and he needs us to respark his, you know, the fire in him and, and revive his career uh, in NXT to get him over to WWE. I hear he's, what you're been saying. A victim, he's been yeah. a victim of wrong place, wrong time as far as injuries go. We know that track record. It's definitely cost Atami the success that he had in Japan coming to the U.S. It's it, it's a it's an odd place to be for Hideo Atami. But at the same time, I don't think there's any stopping Aleister Black. Aleister Black making the biggest impact of any debuting superstar on NXT oh, yeah. in a long time. He's already defeated two former ROH champions. Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. And Aleister Black, honestly, watching NXT, he's one of the best guys on the show. I love how he incorporates his kickboxing style into what he does in the ring um, because he was a kickboxer MMA fighter before this, right? Lots of lots of mixed martial arts training coming yeah, out that's of Aleister what I Black. All, all over the world, jiu-jitsu background as well. Yeah, I'm going with Aleister here for sure. He's, he's so hot right now. Yeah. Uh, not, to, not to dispute the not to dispute the fire and the passion that Hideo Itami is going to bring to this match. He's got a lot of redemption coming off that loss to Bobby Roode at NXT Takeover Chicago. Right, for sure. So you're going with Black as well. I'm going with Aleister Black on this one, but Hideo Itami, a lots of potential to put on a hard hitting matchup. So you're saying you're both saying that he's going to make Itami black out. Well, I say Itami's going to make him go to sleep. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Nice yeah. job. So segue, uh, not really, into Authors of Pain versus Sanity. So this one is a huge toss-up for me because it kind of ties into my thoughts on what's going on with Brizongo. okay? So we've been teased. At, we're going to find out who's attacking them. They teased that, you know, it's been um, the Ascension for a while. It wasn't them. One of these two is the culprit of, of their attack, and they're going to find out. A lot of people thought Sanity is going to get the call up, um, and they're going to be the ones revealed to be um, the culprits of this. I don't think that. I think it's Authors of Pain. I think Authors of Pain are probably going to lose their titles, and they're going to get that call, they're going to get that call up, and they're just going to be a, a fucking powerhouse in the tag team division. We've seen that WWE has lost several tag teams on both SmackDown and Raw, and they need another team. This is the team to come back in and really jumpstart the uh, the tag team division again. So I'm going with Sandy's taking the titles. They're going to be the leaders in the tag team division at NXT for a little bit. Authors of Pain are getting called up. Authors of Pain are also the culprits on SmackDown. Is your estimation? I yeah. think Paul Elring's mas- I think Paul Elring's mastermind has a little bit more going on than messing with the fashion cops. I think he's trying to keep those NXT tag team titles on the Authors of Pain for as long as possible. I've said this before, guys. I think the Authors of Pain have the potential to break the Ascension's NXT tag team championship record. I'm going with the Authors of Pain on this one. I just don't think there's any stopping. Paul Ellering's mind, even against the master plan of Eric Young. Because Eric Young coming back to NXT, it feels like Sanity got that revival and got that spark back in them. 
but I don't think there's any stopping these two monsters. I'm going with the authors of pain on this one. That's a good yeah, point. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with sanity for the same reason Sean said. Um, I, I do like them to be called up. I don't know if they're behind the stuff that's going on on SmackDown. There is some reports that it's them, but I think they are main roster ready, just like most of the NXT people are. Um, but there's some tag team divisions, and we could get into this later, that could use some revi- revitalization, and the Authors of Pain would bring that to the main roster. So I'm going to go with Sanity as well. Yeah. Uh, Especially after losing such hot tag team acts, like you lost American Alpha on the main roster, which I yep. still think is a huge mistake. I don't think any former NXT tag team championship holding teams should be disbanded, especially that quickly. Especially no. as good as American Alpha was. Yeah. yeah incredible technical in-ring work and i don't know what the hell they're doing there i don't want to get too off topic but i'm i'm, I'm upset we do about know that. that this is going to be a hard-hitting chaotic matchup eric young saying that chaos will bring the ends to paul ellering's book of destruction can't wait to see these two forces collide i can't wait to see what factors nikki cross eric young and paul ellering play in this matchup as well yeah they're going to be big factors but i i do think in the end sanity will pull it out and uh but it is going to be a great hard-hitting match yeah, absolutely, and and now we want to get into um, you know the two, probably the two closing matches. Um, we have Oscar versus Ember Moon. So Oscar's coming into this with uh, an over five hundred day win streak. She's undefeated in NXT, and then we still got, number eight champion in WWE history as far as the length goes. It right. might be number seven at this point, guys. Yeah, and you know she's done she's done more than enough to hold her own in NXT. Um, she's been main roster ready for a very long time. And you've got Ember Moon, who's been hot as a firecrack since she came into uh, NXT. I was able to see uh, Ember Moon a couple shows after she debuted at a house show right here in uh, in Lakeland, Florida. And she's just incredible. And I honestly think my thought on this is Ember Moon has taken this. You know, she was injury plagued for a little bit, sidelined, kind of lost her opportunity, but they pushed her right back into the spotlight and right into that title picture. Ember Moon's going to take the title off Asuka. Asuka's getting a call up. I'm, I'm saying two call ups, and Asuka's um, probably going to happen before Authors of Pain, and she's probably going to go to NXT or to uh, uh, SmackDown, my bad. But. Oscar's I'm going to agree with you there. Going Oscar going to SmackDown probably because Oscar versus Charlotte is a dream match waiting to happen. Oscar For versus sure. Becky as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because you know, a little off topic of NXT, but Charlotte is being not being used very well on SmackDown, and they need someone like Oscar to come in and build a good rivalry with her. Hundred percent. Who are you going with, Dan? As far as this NXT Women's Championship match, I. I'm going to quote our champion here. Nobody is ready for Asuka, especially Ember Moon. Asuka's been on the hot streak lately. We have so much incoming talent from the Mae Young Classic coming in. I think that Asuka beats Ember Moon, and the winner of that tournament can prove that she's ready for Asuka. I don't think Ember Moon does it, but I have noticed the improvement in Ember Moon. I love the rise of the Mythic Warrior. I think she's really coming into her character. You could tell by the promo this past week at the contract signing that that was the most comfortable she's been. That was the most in-character interview and promo that she's done. I just don't see it happening. Asuka's going to continue that undefeated streak. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, Asuka as well to continue that streak. I even think they could do a, a something where she stays undefeated, relinquishes the title on her own. I think Paige did that back in the day. KO and then Paige have her did move do up. that. They held it. They held the tournament. And I mentioned that theory too, Sean. Thanks for bringing that. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, Zach. Well, she could she could run she could do a KO and she can still get called up and run you know NXT until she's comfortable on the main roster and then drop the title. But I mean, for the same reason that Oscar, you said, Oscar outgrowing that NXT championship and dropping it and vacating it, I think that would do a lot of good things for her as a heel as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Yeah, but based off of what you were saying a little bit earlier about you know the, the May Young Classic is wrapping up next month, we're gonna have a lot of talent coming in. Ronda Rousey is probably coming. In, to be honest with you so the talent is there and it's okay for oscar to leave because she doesn't she's ran the division for over a year she doesn't you don't need to bring in 30 more people for her to just run through to prove that she's the best we know that she's the best you know one of the best you know champions that we've seen in nxt history she's main roster ready let ember moon carry the torch and run through that that division I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's 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 good as well. Um, I still think Oscar. It's just not the time to break the streak. I don't think Oscar streak breaks either. But either way, guys, we're gonna have a top tier women's talent leading that division, no matter what the result on on Saturday. I think it's got potential to be one of the best NXT Women's Championship matches in Takeover history. It could possibly be. Well, hundred percent. I don't want to say it's going to be it the could, best. It could, it could be you got the, Bailey and Sasha that you're that you're really competing a lot, for. There's that, a lot. So. To, there's a lot to compete with. Sasha and Bailey in 2015, probably the best women's match I've seen live. I'm going to go ahead and backtrack just a little bit on that statement. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> Unbelievable but, the feeling in the Barclays Center for Sasha and Bailey, but Oscar versus Ember Moon bound to be. Bound to, bound to be a spectacle in and of itself. Absolutely, and uh, both girls can—they can wrestle, man. They—they they can wrestle, and there's uh, there's no denying it. And it's going to be a hard. I think they'll get twenty minutes to twenty minutes to a half hour. I think they. Oh, can I, yeah, and I think they need to. It I depends. agree. I think they need to get twenty to a half an hour. Here's twenty the, minutes to a half an hour. Here's the thing: there's five there's five matches on this card. NXT pay per view generally goes. Two hours. If you give them two and, 20, half, two and a half, hours. maybe if they give them two and a half hours, yeah, this match will get 20, 25 minutes. Bobby Roode and uh, Drew McIntyre will get more. Um, so yeah, I can see that. But if they give them two hours, like some pay per views, it's not going to go that long. But um, let's uh, let's jump right into Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre. Now this is interesting yes, because. Uh, Drew McIntyre hasn't been in NXT for too long, just a few months here, getting a title shot right right out the gate. And I know that uh, I know that Roderick Strong, Strong is pretty uh, upset about that. Um, so speaking of that, let's let's backtrack a little bit here. There's there was a little stipulation going into this. Um, Drew McIntyre has a lot. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. There's has a lot the, going on with this rivalry. There there is a lot going on with this rivalry. Roderick Strong is a catalyst against Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. Roode is also trying to fight off McIntyre. But Roderick Strong, it's not about the title anymore. It's about Bobby Roode insulting his manhood and insulting his family. So Roderick Strong, by disqualification, was picking up the win this past week on NXT. So at some point, he will collide with Bobby Roode. Whether that's for the championship is going to be decided on Saturday. But Bobby Roode getting the jump on both of his possible opponents. McIntyre getting beat down and a huge hang time, glorious DDT. I think that might take a little bit of fire out of McIntyre going into this one. Yeah, it's possible. You know, um, I can only imagine how Roderick Strong is feeling at this point. So he got the opportunity. He doesn't get the opportunity before uh, McIntyre for the title. Um, like I said, McIntyre. 
Right. McIntyre just jumps right in, gets an opportunity right away. You know, but McIntyre is a big name. You know, he's been in WWE before. Um, very deserving of a title shot. Uh, maybe not necessarily before strong. But this is going to be interesting because, you know, as we saw um, what happened, their last Roderick Strong and Drew McIntyre ended in no contest because there was a stipulation that if Roderick Strong wins, he's guaranteed a, a shot. Um, so that that's kind of interesting how that turned out. But what I think is going to happen is we're a little off topic here, but not really, because I think Adam Cole is going to play a factor into this match. Adam Cole, uh, three-time Ring of Honor champion, part of the Bullet Club in New Japan, signed with WWE a couple couple days ago, about a week ago. What's interesting about this is when you look at when Drew McIntyre signed, we didn't find out until the night of that event. And he's sitting in the crowd, and then he announces it after the pay-per-view. Well, we know that Adam Cole has signed before this pay-per-view. So he'll probably be there. I think Adam Cole is going to interfere in this match, and he's ultimately going to cause Drew McIntyre to lose. Drew McIntyre is not ready for the title yet, and they're going to probably put Adam Cole straight into that title shot. Okay, I'll jump into my prediction um, because it kind of piggybacks off what Sean said. I do think that Adam Cole is going to be there. I don't think he plays a factor in this match. I think Bobby Roode wins. Then I think Adam Cole comes out at the end to challenge Bobby Roode for the title and immediately gets put in that picture. That's, That's my prediction. Bobby Roode wins. Adam Cole comes out and challenges him. I think Adam Cole's rivalry, first rivalry in NXT, I think it's going to be something special. He's an absolutely amazing talent. But I think the NXT title scene is a little bit crowded to have such a big name jump in and cause even more chaos going on with it. You got McIntyre fighting to prove that he can be the champion and prove to be that he could be the face of a brand in WWE. But you got Bobby Roode, who's so obsessed with it being his NXT by hook or by crook. He's going to hold on to that title. And I want Bobby Roode to hold on to that title. I'm calling him to win on Saturday, but it's for a little bit of selfish reason. I love Roderick Strong. I met him after NXT TakeOver Poughkeepsie. I got a picture with him up on Undisputed Future Podcast Instagram. Quick little plug there, guys. And... uh, (laughs) Bobby Roode's NXT is going to continue until Roderick Strong has something to say about it. I don't think it's going to be Adam Cole. I don't think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. I think Roderick Strong's genuine baby face and how much passion he's had to defend his family and to make sure that his honor isn't being stepped on, I think that fire goes to Roderick Strong. I think Roderick Strong is the one to dethrone Bobby Roode. I think somehow, some way, Roode walks out of takeover with the title, but it's not going to be his for long. Yeah, and all all interesting and good points, and you obviously you can see we have different views on how this is going to go down. So this is going to be an interesting match for sure. Um, obviously, we all want Bobby Roode to win, and we see that's going to happen. That we think that's going to happen. So um, that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be a heck of a main event. Yeah, what, a, gr- what a great McIntyre card with a lot to prove. Fantastic oh, sure. card. NXT great card. Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for it, and I hate to say this, Dan, because I I've been excited for NXT in a while, but I haven't been excited for WWE in a while in general. And uh, the both cards are just I mean, absolutely. We're, we're, compa- we're comparing we're comparing the scheme of pro wrestling to that G1 event at this time. I know you guys are going to yeah. do future future <laughs> coverage on that. I can't I can't wait to hear all about it, but. Comparing WWE to the outside professional wrestling scheme, it's hard. But the hardcore fan base and the hardcore wrestling that goes into NXT each and every single week, I'd recommend trying to get excited for it. Every single main event in NXT 2017, I can definitely speak on behalf of the ones since TakeOver Orlando and since I've been doing my show, mm-hmm. that calling a match 
NXT year in NXT has been very difficult so far. There's been some huge marquee singles matches and tag team championship matches to end and last woman standing matches too. We've had a different arsenal of NXT each and every single week. Definitely give at least an events a shot. There's a lot of good matches going on there. Well, I tell you, with all the Ring of Honor talent they've gotten lately, and of, of course since Adam Cole's coming, that's a reason in itself to start watching again. And you've got Adam Cole and Bobby Roode and Bobby I Fish and Alistair Black. Absolutely. So the talent is there again. They, you know, they fell off a little bit when they lost Shinsuke and uh, and Joe, but um, it's back. So and that's exactly what they need. And uh, I, I can honestly say I'm excited to start watching NXT again. What about you, Zach? Oh, for sure. I'm excited to watch it again. And I know we kind of went through this pretty quick with our predictions for um, TakeOver. But if you do want a more in-depth view, go over to Undisputed Future. They did a great preview kickoff show to the TakeOver, and it's it, it's good. They they go way more in-depth than we did. Yeah, like I said, they're more fluent than us in this. So you know, if you want the best opinion on NXT, watch them or listen to them. So um, we're going to try and dabble in it more just like they're going to try and dabble in main roster more just so we're you know so next time we're on the same page here <laughs> thanks for the plug fellas oh, anytime, that. it's not it's not easy being one of the few nxt podcasts out there but i'd appreciate i appreciate the support and thanks for having Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to talk SummerSlam with you guys, without a doubt. We're excited for this, so I mean, we want to. We're going to jump right into it. Generally, we don't do kickoff show, but you know, when it's when it's the one of the big four pay per views, um, we kind of have to do everything. And, and some of the players that are on the the kickoff show are important, and they shouldn't be there. So, I mean, we're just going to touch on it anyway. So, all right, I got I, I got to jump on this out the bat. The Usos and the New Day on the kickoff show. What the hell is the matter? That's the most awesome rivalry going on SmackDown Live right now, in my opinion. Is it though? I think it is. I I agree. Be I agree with Dan. It is, and the reason that it is is because every time they get in the ring together, it's good. It, it they they have a really good contest every Bro, time they're in the ring. Remember so that I match? Agree. Remember that SmackDown? Was it this? No, no. It, they had the best match on the last SmackDown pay per view. You're right. Yeah, yeah, best match by far. And that's a match. That's a that's a card that also had AJ versus uh, Owens on it, and they outperformed AJ and Owens. Yeah, but that match was fucked up for the, from you know the beginning because they had very little preparation, and the, the call was changed at the end. So there's not a whole lot they could do. But I mean, I don't want to talk about that too much. But I get what you're saying. the The level of talent that was on that card and what the Usos and the New Day were able to pull off was just incredible. So it is a great rivalry. Does it deserve to be on the pre-show? When you look at what else is on the main card, no, it doesn't. Every title, every single title, should be on the main show. I agree. I agree. Even gonna. even though the, even though the cruiserweights are being shown like second class citizens, I think Akira Tozawa versus Neville. I think that redemption story. There's enough there, but I don't want to jump too far ahead and <laughs> complain about what title matches are on the kickoff show. Uh, go to predictions for Usos and New Day. I guess I'm going to call the Usos get their titles back. Yeah, you know what? It, this one's a toss up too. You would you would think that going into this, it's almost certain that New Day are going to hold it. But I think that we you could see a title change to keep the rivalry alive. Because it, it, do we want to see the the New Day just keep beating the Usos over and over again? And then what what else do they do from there? So we could see a change of title here. I ultimately think the New Day are going to hold it for the the big pay per view. Probably lose at the next one. Um, but I, I think New Day take it because the. The rivalry, rivalry is not ready to go back to uh, Usos having the titles. And that's my thought on it. What about you, Zach? 
same exact feeling. I'm going to go with the New Day, take it. It's going to be another good match. It shouldn't be on the pre-show like we talked about, but I'm going to go with New Day as well. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. it the match is going to speak for itself. It's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be good in-ring action, but the Usos getting shortchanged again on the show. Hashtag get Usos on the main card was trending a little while ago, fellas. I don't know if you jumped on that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh so another title match that's on the, the pre-show is uh, Akira Tozawa versus Neville. Uh, this has been, this rivalry has actually been decent. If you look at the last few rivalries that uh, Neville's had in the Cruiserweight division, the one with Aries was incredible, um, probably one of the better rivalries of the year. Uh, and then this has been pretty good, and it's good to see that Neville has the, or Neville doesn't have the title anymore. Um, Tozawa, I think, is a fantastic in-ring worker. Um what they're doing with the Titus brand is funny because they're doing something with Apollo Crews to where you don't have to see him every week, which is fantastic. And Titus uh, worldwide. <laughs> there you go. They have their. Did you see their T-shirts? It's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I honestly thought someone uh, made it at home. Not not a fan, not a fan of purple T-shirts coming out of WWE. There's there's just something about it and the Titus the design. There's, there's got to be a little tweak in there. It looked like someone drew it on with marker. I thought that at first. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was garbage, uh, like Apollo Crews. Anyway, um, not the shit on NXT talent, but he's just he's been going to waste. But hey, Apollo, I, Apollo was Apollo wasn't ready. We at the Undisputed Future podcast will be some of the first to tell you about some of the talents that were ready to get called up and haven't been and haven't been called up. Yet. Why wasn't he ready though? Like his in, his talent, he's good. He's a, he's a good talent. Cruz he's a, is no, he's a great he's no, he's no he's no slouch in the ring. But NXT is that time where guys should be fine tuning their characters. And Apollo Cruz really never grew from anything. From I'm a world traveled guy who's just really happy to finally be in WWE. He if is. they went in about honest, if they went about how he's fighting for like his family's heritage. And how through any struggle, like I could, I'm a guy who was in this position, and I rose up, and now I'm here, kind of like a Rich Swan story, right? I'd say for Apollo, bro. So that's, that's I agree. The reason I why agree. I, I I don't think we should be talking about anybody on the Titus brand who isn't the current cruiserweight champion right now. But those are just my two cents on Apollo. Cruz. I gotta I gotta yeah, butt I, in for I, a second though. Apollo Cruz seems too perfect. That's his problem. He has like the perfect physique. He has the perfect smile. His teeth are the whitest teeth I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Knock one of his teeth out. Make him not look perfect. People might relate to him more. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Color it black with a marker. I don't care. Anyway, let's yeah, we're 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 dabbling or we're you know, we're dozing off. Uh anyway, so Thoughts on Lots this match? Of talent on Titus Worldwide, but Akira Tozawa is champion right now. Akira Tozawa earned that championship by dethroning the King of the Cruiserweights. But I think the King is going to make this one look like a fluke. I think Neville is getting his crown back on Sunday. I'm going to go with Neville in this one, guys. No way. Okay, I'm 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 actually going with Neville as well, and I know that's going to be unpopular to Sean because he hates Neville with a passion. He's but garbage, uh, man. He's not garbage. His act is garbage. That's what I'm saying. He's a great wrestler. His act is garbage. Yeah, I, I, I don't. It's just a feeling thing for me. I just feel like Neville's getting it back. So you, you honestly think that after giving us six months of stale Neville, they have him lose on SmackDown or on Raw, and then it's like, hey, we gave him one. We got to give it back to Neville now. Yep. Oh God. If that happens, I man. Just, I Sean, let me ha- let me have your ear for a second. Are you calling Neville stale after this King of the Cruiserweight character change? This is the biggest one eighty he's pulled in his career. Yeah, Neville, I mean, through through aesthetic, has always looked like a heel. 
when he combines that just the general look of his face with this scowl, he looks like a real, real bad dude. And yeah, him but- being top heel in the cruiserweight division was very important. It was a huge 180 from the man that gravity forgot to the king of the cruiserweights. Yeah, and I, I understand that, but you know what? It's not about what works for him it's about what works for the company and works for the fans and i think when he came out as heel and it was something new and it was something fresh and people loved it and they dug and i loved it you know but when you get the same shit every single week with the same outcome people don't they don't care anymore and that's what happened i just didn't care when when akira tozawa won i jumped out of my seat in excitement okay then neville did his job as a heel If, if you jumped out of your seat in excitement when he won that means you wanted Tozawa to beat him so bad that you jumped out of your chair. That means Neville did a perfect but job. But I'm not saying that Neville's a bad heel. The act- people just don't care about Neville anymore. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I think people I disagree. He's still getting one he's still getting some of the biggest reactions in that division. Not to say that everybody's excited about Cruiserweight. Yeah, but who's getting I feel like who's it's, getting any like reaction to the division? That's I feel like it's thing. me and twelve other people watching two hundred five live. But Neville is getting Neville is getting boos. He's getting reactions. He was he was proving himself as as a champion, and I think he's proved himself as a top heel in that division too. I get that. I get that. But Agreed. you know what? I think the people are ready for something different because their cruiserweights themselves are just dying, and Neville was not saving them by any means. That's my thought. I think when he first came out as heels, he revitalized the division. I think the undercard is definitely stepping up with a few rivalries. Right. But you know but, what? Uh, we don't have Austin Aries anymore. Is, I don't know the last time I saw Rich Swan Or a huge, huge loss when's of last, Austin Aries. When's the last time you I, saw I, Rich Swan or Jack Gallagher? That's, Rich, that, Rich that's my is, point. Rich Swan, is in, Rich Swan is in one of the top uh, rivalries in... 205 right now. He's feuding with TJ Perkins. This whole so-called friendly rivalry is spiraling out of control. Rich Swan's getting plenty of TV time. Jack Gallagher? Jack Gallagher is fighting with the Brian Kendrick. You got a veteran guy like Kendrick working with somebody like Gallagher. That's got to mean big things for Jack coming up soon. Yeah, and I'm sure the eight people who watch 205 Live are excited, but that's my I point. I said 12, and give me some credit. Hey, it's, it's 12 <laughs> on a good night. Yeah, 12 on a good night. Yeah, I think the last time I saw 205 Live, there was six people. Okay, so me and Dan took Neville. You took Tazawa. Is right. that correct? That's true. That's correct. That's true. All right, so we're we're gonna move on because um, that took about twenty minutes talking about Neville. So congratulations, guys. Thank you. This um, one is the most disappointing on the on the kickoff show for me. By the way, the next match. That's because you're a Hardy Boys fanboy. Um, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus JJ. the Miz and yeah yeah JJ, uh, Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. Um, Versus the Miz and the Miz Taraj. Who you got and why? The... Gee, something we just saw on Raw is on a pay-per-view. You could color me surprised on this one, guys. How often do we see this? All the time. Oh, you, every week. <laughs> Are you surprised? Uh, do you want to watch? Do you I... want to keep watching? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> do I want to be surprised? Yes, anyway, it, yeah. it would be nice. It would be nice for a change. That that cruiserweight title match was definitely a big surprise. Uh, I'm going to jump in here, and I'm going to say that despite the fact that I want J.J. and the Hardys to win, I think the Miz and the Miz Taraj are on their way to be building some serious steam. I think the fact that the Intercontinental Championship isn't being defended on SummerSlam is going to spark something in the Miz where he's going to have something to prove and a real chip on his shoulder and want to rub it in Kurt Angle's face, pinning his son. I think that the Miz and the Miz, Miz Taraj got this purely out of spite. That's a good point, you know, and... 
usually I want the Hardy Boys to win anything because they're just incredible. Uh, what you said, it kind of ties into the angle. I think they're working. I think that they're planning a Kurt Angle in-ring comeback feud with uh, The Miz, ultimately. And at some point before that happens, The Miz is going to lose his title, but this is going to be one of the catalysts that's really going to um, you know, make Kurt Angle get that fire back to want to get back in the ring, you know, uh, beating his son, rubbing his face. That's that's a perfect motive for Kurt Angle to want to get back in the ring. So I'm honestly going to I'm going to side with you on this one and say the Miz and the Miz Roger winning. Yep, I'm agreeing with you guys as well for the exact same reason Dan said. Uh, it's a crime that the Intercontinental Championship's not being defended at SummerSlam. That's that's unbelievable. Miz is one of the best heels in the business. He deserves better than this, and uh, they should get the win. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's just highway robbery. So that's it for the kickoff show. We got the main card coming up. And uh, a lot of great matches here. So we're going to start off with the match we think is maybe, I mean, I don't want to say the least important, but the least. Oh, it's the least important. You can say it. Yeah. yeah but There's a lot of stakes going on at SummerSlam. So least, least important, I think it's a matter of compared to what? Because you got a fatal four-way for the Universal Championship, and it expands all the way down to a few grudge matches as well. So a lot of, a lot of things at stake at SummerSlam for one reason or another. The match, yeah. that, the match that we think is least important and that WWE put on their list first, and what we're going to jump into is Big Cass versus The Big Show. And this is the stipulation of this is Enzo is going to be hung above the ring in a shark cage. So a little background on this. Um, Enzo is has had a lot of backstage heat lately. He's not a, No one's a fan of him in the locker room. He got kicked off the bus by Roman Reigns. Like, Roman Reigns kicked someone off the bus, and people clapped. Like, come on. And he just— Roman Reigns, is, is he's seen as that locker room leader right now, he is, too. He and, is, and, yeah. And Enzo's personality, what you see on TV, that's, that's reportedly what you're going to— what you're going to get, you're going to get this over-the-top personality. You're going to get this Jersey Guido that goes down and hangs out at DJ's every weekend. If anybody on the Northeast Coast understands that reference, then uh, definitely oh. tweet at me. I'm from New York, so I understand that. But you know what? He's doing that shit on the West Coast now because he lives in L.A. Uh, besides the He's point. He's partying with, partying with the weekend and bragging about it. There's just so many things yeah. going He's... wrong for Enzo on the outside. And I, it hurts me because I'm such a big fan of his. He's a hometown kind of hero. Him and Caspi and Tri-State area boys. Right. It, it it sucks that it sucks that his personal stuff is just getting in the way of his professional career. I think this is a very interesting way to punish him as well by hanging him in that shark cage. That's exactly I what agree. it is. And I, I read something, and I think it was from Meltzer. And Meltzer's, I, if you listen to anybody or you read any article, Dave Meltzer is probably the most um, legitimate and uh, accurate person out there reporting sports. So No doubt about it. So he says that because of the heat, they don't want to look to fire Enzo because they see the potential in maybe not his ring work, but his mic work. And he, he moves merch, and what's, well, that's what's important to them. And, uh, and he sells. So this is, this is punishment because apparently Enzo is afraid of heights. Um, he has a really big fear of heights, so put him in the shark cage. He'll learn his lesson. What's interesting about this is we've been seeing this big show, big cast, uh, Enzo love story here for a couple weeks, almost a month now. Um, I think that— It's the backstage attacks. Yeah, it's been going on a while. Long time, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we're going to see an end to this feud. 
the reason I think we're going to end this feud is we're going to see a reunion of Enzo and Big Cass after this because Enzo is going to turn heel and he's going to rejoin Cass and they're going to they're just going to be a huge heel tag team. I think Enzo's going to drop something in the ring to him from the shark cage and uh and it's going to look like it was meant for show and then Enzo or Cass is going to take it and win and then they're going to reunite afterwards, which would be a huge pop for Brooklyn because they're those are their hometown boys. Mhm. It would yeah. it would be definitely an interesting feeling in that arena, assuming that Enzo does turn heel. Because Enzo Omori as a heel is not something I ever thought I'd hear anybody say. Enzo is he's is his pops every week. Once that guitar strum hits, everybody's singing along to his entrance going about. But getting him booed and having Enzo try and work as a heel, do you think that might be a unique part of the punishment as well? No, I don't because you, you've got Smack Talker Skywalker as a face right now, and you need Smack Talker Skywalker as a heel. Heel, The heels are the better talkers, the better mic workers. You look at everybody who's a heel right now. you got Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss. They're, they're just the best on the mic right now, and it's because they're heels. So I think it's going to work in his favor. It's not going to work at Brooklyn. People are going to get pissed, but... I think it's ultimately going to work and it's not punishment because they're going to ultimately reunite him with Cass and they're going to be this incredible tag team again, which is probably what people want to see. Raw yeah. probably does need more heel tag teams, especially with the revival being put on the shelf. Six I just think it's least. too, I, th- yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think, I think it's too soon to reunite big Cass and Enzo though. I think the, uh, why not do it the at Brooklyn, reaction, though? The reaction that Cass has been getting and the booze that he's been getting, I think they want him to stand on his own as a singles heel. They don't, though, because he's been getting background, uh, backstage heat as well because he's a, he's a well-known, huge Trump supporter, which is not going well with the fans, and that's not going well with, with the locker room. And he's not getting over the way they want, so the solution is put him back on Enzo. Well, I know because his wife works for Trump. You know, I don't want to get too political, but that's the reality of it is you've got to you've got to appeal to the fans and you've got to get along with the people you work with. And the way that they're going to get him, they got to put Enzo back with him in order to save Cass. Yeah. So in in terms of like the backstage politics, I don't really give a fuck. Um, I think Big Show's going to win just because. Because he needs it. I think I think this starts. Retiring next year, I feel like we hear that every single week with the Big Show. But I think the Big Show is going to start by, if assuming he's on that road to retirement, I think he's going to start by putting over one of the next big, big men in WWE. I think cast by hook or by crook, whether it is with Enzo's assistance or whether he's still feuding with Enzo, I think Big Cast is going to pick up the win. Yeah, good, good point. So what's the next match on the card? We're going to go with uh, um, pretty... Big match to some. Uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Who you got and why, Dano? Big in what sense? That they're yeah, both I huge? I like, hey, people like Randy. People react for Randy, but I've, know, I've read person. this interesting quote before, guys. I'm not sure if you've ever read this or felt the same way, but the idea and the premise of a Randy Orton match is way more exciting than the action of a Randy Orton match. For sure. Oh yeah, how it looks on how it looks on paper builds a whole lot more hype, and you know what? I'm agreeing with that, and I've been missing Rusev. I think Rusev needs a win, especially after his comeback match and a loss in a flag match to John Cena. I think Rusev needs a big win here, and I think he starts with putting down Randy Orton. 
Yeah. Agreed 100%. Rusev needs the win, and uh, Randy needs to kind of get pushed out of any big picture for a while. Exactly, you know, sideline him for a while. I, I, I totally agree. Rusev needs to win. You know, coming back from that surgery, um, he, we, we missed him, honestly. Uh, I don't, I hate that they broke up him and Lana, except, I, I mean, I love what they're doing with Lana now. Um, but Randy doesn't need to win. Rusev does. He's newer. Um, and I think it was a mistake having him lose the flag match because you could have had him beat John Cena and not have to pin him. That was a missed opportunity, I feel. Let him beat Randy. You know, we're over Randy now. Rusev needs to win. He needs to come back and establish himself as a big, dominant person on, on SmackDown. And uh, beating Randy will certainly uh, get him on the right path to, to doing that. So, Yep, for it sure. Would give him, it would give him something in common with his former tag team partner, Jinder Mahal, as well. Exactly. Both with victories over Randy Orton. Exactly. Maybe and maybe we see an interesting tag, and you know they tag back up again. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit because I don't want to get ahead and say who we think is going to win that match yet. But, um, but yeah, that's that certainly can have in, in, implications on what's going to happen with Jinder Mahal, and maybe they tag again because you know they're they're running out of tag teams. Yep. Um, so next on the list here, uh, this teams. is one I'm yeah I'm I'm pretty excited for this one. We got the newly reunited Rollins and Ambrose versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Sean, kick it off. Who wins this? I'm gonna go with Cesaro and Sheamus, um, simply because I don't think you're going to uh, do the Shield moment and then have them win right off the bat. I think it's too soon to just throw them right back into that that shield moment um there this match is going to test how well they work together in the ring again we know how well they work together when they enter the shield but there's a lot of trust issues there you know and we're going to see that build in 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 that battle between them and see how they work they you know seth and and dean might win via count out or disqualification something like that but ultimately i think that cesaro and Sheamus are going to win the end uh, dean and seth are not ready for the titles the wrestling is not ready for that mini shield reunion yet um especially after you know this will be their first you know their first official match back where they're you know friends with each other so i have to give it to the tag team champs you Dan, can't have you, dis- you can't have distrust going into a tag team championship match. I'm gonna, as excited as I am, and as huge of a Seth Rollins fan I am, undisputed future podcast for crying out loud. You guys know how big of a Rollins fan I am. Oh, I no, was sure. the shield. The shield brought me back to watching professional wrestling. I've grown such an appreciation for Dean Ambrose over the past few years. But them as a tag team, and them being just so far off the mark with each other, and just starting to maybe get along this past Monday, I don't think that's what a tag team championship match, I don't think that's what results in victory in that case. I think Cesaro and Sheamus possibly buy a countout or disqualification victory, but I do think that Cesaro and Sheamus will walk out with the Raw Tag Team Championships. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. Oh, go, Zach. That- that's a that's a good way to put it. Um, I'm gonna be the odd man out and uh, just for nostalgia reasons reasons pick Ambrose and Rollins. Um, if they're gonna be together, I'd like them to have the straps around them. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good match because Rollins and Ambrose do know how to work together. Cesaro and Sheamus do know how to work together um, in terms of in ring ability. Uh, but 
I see what both of you guys are saying as well, but still I'm going to go with Rollins and Ambrose. Yeah, and what I want to say about this is, like, this is the kind of shit, like, if they win, this is the kind of shit that makes me jump out of my seat and scream at my fucking TV. Because if they win, what it's going to happen is I'm going to jump up, scream at the TV, and be like, oh, one match, and they're just, they just, it's like they never fucking broke up. It's like, it's not like riding a bike, okay? Well, it kind of is. But this bike, the chain broke, right? And they haven't fixed the chain yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you you're got, saying. When you got the, kind of, you got the te- kind of chemistry that the Shield has a faction, there's still got to be that I guess, muscle memory, for lack of a better term, and knowing how to team with each other. But you could you could tell how much distrust there might still be coming from yeah. Dean Ambrose. Ambrose and Rollins each still, still feeling each other out. Seth is on that redeeming himself path. Ambrose is like, what have you done for me lately? So there is a lot there is a lot going on there. I think this shows that they can work together. I don't necessarily know that it's championship material, but again, I would love to be wrong as a huge shield mark. Me too. Oh, for sure. Me too. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into our first title match, and that's gonna be Naomi versus Natalia. This is an interesting one too. Um, why don't you kick it off, Dan? Give us your feelings on this one. Women's action on SmackDown, I'll be the first to say it, fellas. It's kind of been underwhelming me the past few months. I don't necessarily say that that's Naomi's fault. I think she's been building up to be this great baby-faced character. I love the customization with the title. I think it makes her pop. I think it makes her stand out. But Natalia's Natalia. Natalia, I can't really root against. I'm a big Tyson Kid fan. I love the Heart Dungeon, what it's produced over the decades and decades it's been going. And seeing Natalia be in a serious position on SmackDown would mean a lot to me. So I'd like to see a title change. But overall, let's remember that the princess of Staten Island, my hometown hero Carmella, and James Ellsworth are lurking around the corner with that money in the bank briefcase, no matter who wins this one. Yeah. Bingo. And that's what I think. I think ultimately what's going to happen is Natalia, because you've got that sort of feud going with Natalia and and Carmella. I think that Carmella is going to cash in. Uh, Natalia's gonna Natalia's gonna win. Carmel's gonna cash in, take it from her. And I think that's probably another reason why Baron Corbin cashed in earlier this week. They don't want two cash ins on one pay per view, so that would it would just been too predictable. So I think ultimately Natalia's gonna take the title off Naomi. Carmel's gonna cash in, and she's gonna be uh, she's gonna be in her champ. So um, so you said Natalia's gonna win, and then who's gonna win? I, I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, Natalia is gonna. My, I'm saying Natalia is gonna win. She's gonna beat Naomi for the title, and then Carmella is okay. gonna cash in and then take okay, the title cool. over. Cool. So yeah, we have the same prediction, word for word. I think Natalia is gonna beat Naomi, and then there will be a cash in. Yeah, somehow. They, I don't know. If, I don't know if the cash in happens on SmackDown, guys. On on SummerSlam, rather. Excuse me. I don't think the cash in happens at SummerSlam because of how recently the male Money in the Bank briefcase was cashed in. Good point. We we just got we got to see at the end of this matchup how how these ladies are feeling. It, it could be a uh, it, it could be another Lana squash match, and Naomi could get one over on a veteran like Natalia. It's entirely possible in the women's division right now. They need some sort of shakeup, and a new champion could be that. I'm going to repeat my prediction for Natalia. Yeah, I just I don't see Naomi walking out because you look at her her title run and what the hell has she done? How many times has she defended it? Like, what is she doing? I like I she's want, defended it. She's defended it a bunch, but they've just been really short matches against Lana. Exactly, dude. It's garbage. Yep. Like people yep. want a champ that's going to show up and compete, and not like have these squash matches. Like, compete in heavy, heavy, hard hitting, competitive matches. You get that's what that's that's exactly the phrase I was looking for. 
Yeah, and you know what? Competitive matchups of SmackDown have been missing. Becky versus Natalia this past week. Yes, we know the kind of chemistry they have, but the title matches, the title matches are what really matter, and that's what's been kind of underwhelming in the division the past few months. Exactly, you know what? And let's say let's say Carmella doesn't cash in, right? And 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 Natalia wins. You've got that 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 feud right there with um, Carmella already there, which of course that's not going to be anything big because Carmella can cash in any time. But you can you know respect respark that uh feud with becky lynch who's a great competitor they work in the ring really well together so i just don't think they've been doing anything good with naomi and then you've got charlotte sitting on the back burner who can go in the ring with anybody so i just think the title will be better used on natalia Yep, so we all are taking Natalia. Some mm-hmm. of us think there may be a cash-in. Um, so the possible, next match... Natalia, Natalia with a possible cash-in, I think, is the general consensus here. Yep, yeah. general consensus. So the next match is also another women's match, and that's Alexa Bliss, best woman's heel, heel of all time. Just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah, undeniable. Versus, versus Sasha Banks, which uh, I'm definitely excited for. What's your feeling on this one, Sean? Ooh, Alexa Bliss, you know. I just... I just, I just don't see her losing, you know, and I don't think putting Sasha back in that title uh, picture and having her be the champ is the smartest thing. She's super injury prone, you know, uh, which is why they had to take the title off of her three times at a pay-per-view, three pay-per-views in a row. And uh, I just don't think the people want to see that, you know. Um, I don't think they want to see Bailey with it, but no one is tired of Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is, like you said, the best heel woman's heel that we've ever seen in WWE and why why jump off that wave you know you keep riding that um it's entertaining every single week and uh I just don't think Sasha is is ready to be in another title picture I just I just don't see it what about you Dan I'm gonna I'm gonna call Sasha Banks on this one, and I think it's gonna lead for big things for Sasha, especially when Bailey comes back. I'm gonna go ahead and also I want a clarification on this Alexa Bliss is the best women's heel thing. Are we talking Raw and SmackDown? Because we just talked about Sasha Banks and Bayley. Heel Sasha Banks in 2015 is the best women's heel of all time. No oh, way. fantastic. And we're not disputing that she wasn't great because she was. Just like Lita was fantastic. If right. you remember her as a heel, people were calling her a whore, this and that. She was legitimately hated because she fucked around on Matt Hardy. But real in life, terms of real life in, fact there. It, yeah, in in terms of overall wrestling ability, mic work, and I'm not saying Sasha's bad on the mic. I know Sean said it before that she's not the best on the mic. When she was a heel, she was fantastic on the mic. But I do think Alexa Bliss is better than Sasha Bank was. Yeah, the definitely. boss the boss character doesn't work doesn't work as a babyface. That's why at I all. don't think it doesn't work to, at all. We've gotten to see the the greatness that was Sasha Banks in 2015 on Raw. But I'm still thinking that Sasha walks out with the title. I'm very interested to see how this match plays out, knowing the little uh, the history, let's call it, between Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks off camera. Sasha Banks winning the title and Bailey coming back from injury and Sasha saying, I won this on my own. I didn't need help like when you were women's champion. I think something like that could possibly kick in, but I'm going to save future predictions for a future show. I'm going to call right now on Sunday, Sasha Banks beats Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I only, okay, good. I, I'm going to go... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, I, I only see Sasha coming out with the title if 
if we see a, 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 a turn, a heel turn, and then maybe Alexa go back face. That's the only way I see it, because you're not going to have two top um, heels on any one show. So if that's the direction they're going, I totally get it. And the feud with Bailey is there. Um, run with it. But, you know, it, it's hard to call that because they've been they've been trying to pull that trigger with with Sasha for what seems like forever. Okay. I'm going to go with Sasha Banks winning as well. Um, the, here's what I see playing out in my mind, and I think it would be a pretty cool dynamic. The superstar shakeup is going to happen soon, and I don't want to jump too far ahead. We'll do another show about that. But what I think could happen is Sasha could win. Um, Bailey comes out to congratulate her. Bailey turns heel on Sasha. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah, see? Huh? I don't Always know. Thinking. I don't know now how with the, I like Now, with the heel, heel Bailey, would the ponytail hang in the direct back, or would it just go to the side with the other see, side of her head? You know, on I, top. I know how guys, think... guys, grow, guys grow a beard when they go heel. What happens with Bailey's look? She, you know, I she, think she goes full-on man bun. No. She just goes with oh. a man bun. Bro. That's she, a lot of heat. She goes full-on yeah. full Britney Spears and shaves her head. Yeah, screw it. She yeah. Just uh, like bald Bailey? Yeah, but bald you know what? Britney was a bad bitch back then. She was. She I was. I don't want to see bald Bailey. <laughs> no, no one does. <laughs> I don't either. Anyway, um, so let's what do we... talk about the women's in the women's world, guys. On both shows, both title scenes, we'll just we'll see where this one goes. I think it's I think it's time for both women's divisions to step up. Yeah. And I think that uh, I think I think SummerSlam is going to be very important for both divisions. Oh, absolutely. I I want to skip what we have here next, Zach, because I feel like it's more important than the match after it. Um, okay. I, wa- I want to get into John Cena versus Baron Corbin. So let's not forget what happened this past week on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stop laughing at him. Baron Corbin had the unfortunate um, fate of cashing in his money in the bank on SmackDown, which I called when he came out and then was joking that he was going to lose. And then lost on a roll-up. Didn't even wrestle. Didn't even fight. Lost on a roll-up to gender. Uh, of course, John distracted him. Uh, <laughs> I don't see. I don't see Baron Corbin winning this, just because he's he's been having some backstage heat. Um, he's been doing some really shitty things on Twitter, starting legitimate feuds with other wrestlers, even blocking some, which is a big no-no in WWE. You're supposed to be a family. You're supposed to have a. a, um, a positive presence on social media to represent your brand and this is punishment which is why he lost his uh, money in the bank and i i don't you know you can't have john cena lose to baron corbin after what happened you know it's you know some people say it's embarrassing what happened and this is going to be a rebound match for baron but i just i think he he doesn't deserve to be john cena he he was put in that spot at the wrong time um they they stopped his push after uh, he won Money in the Bank because he came off really strong those few pay-per-views, and I was really getting into it. Uh, he's just – it's not his time right now, and he's certainly not beating John Cena. I'm going to disagree with you. I think he does beat John Cena, and I'm going to say it's for that reason. I think he does need that rebound match. I think he needs that victory. Baron Corbin has – I've watched the guy since day one when he debuted at an NXT TakeOver. When I first saw the end of days as a finisher, I kind of expected big things for him. His look has taken shape a little bit better. I think it's a godsend that the guy wrestles with the shirt on. Now, I'm sure he's going to have something to say on Twitter about that. <laughs> you have but to. Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin is piecing together as a very good heel. Personal stuff aside, I think big banter is 
coming into his own on the mic. Is he the best on SmackDown? Absolutely not. Kevin Owens exists. But AJ Baron Styles Corbin exists. Can... Shinsuke exists. Baron... <laughs> exactly. Shin... Shinsuke Nakamura's charisma is a whole, whole other story. We'll get into that in the WWE title match. But I don't think Baron Corbin is going to be upset in such a short span of time. I think this big comeback victory over John Cena can do big things for his career. And I don't think it's going to be clean. I don't think he's going to flat out hit the end of days on John Cena, roll him up for a three. I think it's going to have a little bit of a uh, bit of an asterisk next to the victory, but I think Baron Corbin is picking up that victory. Yeah, I'm going with Baron as well, by the way. Um, I think that John is a uh, free agent, um, right? He's still a free agent. He is. Came out yes. That. Okay. So I, he's a free agent. I think he's going to put Baron over after screwing him out of losing his briefcase is what they said. They're saying that John screwed him out of losing cashing in. Um, I, I, I think Baron's going to win as like a redemption story, but I think he'll then maybe be pushed down the card. I, I'm really disappointed because I think he could be a bigger heel than what he's been, but I do think he will beat John Cena. Yeah, I mean, all good, all good views on that. This it's a not as much of a toss up as I thought it was going to be. But uh, let's uh, hop into these. These next three matches are very important, and uh, this this next one, AJ versus Kevin Owen for the U.S. title. Um, it's got a little bit of a stipulation because Shane McMahon is a special guest referee. We know their his history with both AJ and Kevin has not been so great. Um, AJ and Shane had that incredible match at WrestleMania this year, and then it's well known that Shane just does not like Kevin Owens. So he's not playing to anyone's side here. He's going to call it how it is right down the middle, um, which is which is interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Ultimately, I see AJ keeping this title. Um, you know, I just don't. I don't see Kevin getting it back. They're pushing him in a different direction. I think what they're planning to do is push uh, a feud with him and Shane McMahon for a future pay per view, maybe Survivor Series, maybe Royal Rumble, something like that. And uh, AJ is going to go on to just a different feud. So AJ is taking the taking the win here. Sean, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think AJ Styles retains the U.S. championship. I do think they're sending Kevin Owens in a different direction. I think this feud with Shane McMahon, I, I think there's potential to it. Having a guy like Kevin Owens feud with an authority figure, you know the promos are going to be good. You know a guy like Kevin's going to have a lot to say, and Shane's going to have just as much to spit back at him. I think Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens are going to continue a singles rivalry, and AJ Styles is going to have a U.S. championship and a new contender after Sunday. Piggybacking off the next interaction at a Big Four pay-per-view, though, I would like to see a Team KO take on a Team McMahon at Survivor Series. That's a good idea. That would be that? great. That would be great. Yeah. It, yeah, it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for this one. I'm gonna go with AJ, and I think we're finally gonna get the AJ Owens match that everyone's been thinking was going to happen i think they're going to give them sufficient time and they'll probably put on match of the night and there's not going to be any screwy finishes or any of that shit anymore right. i think it's going to be the match that everyone's wanted and they're going to pull out all the stops but i think in the end aj will win it's the match that we deserve absolutely and For uh, sure. i want to say with this potential feud with uh, shane mcmahon and anybody is it worth shane feuding with anybody the man survived a helicopter crash no one's taking him down no <laughs> he's a beast yeah, if uh, you could if you could feud with the laws of gravity, you could really feud with anybody. And we've seen Shane win that battle many times over the past number of years. For sure. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. So we got the the two biggest matches of the night. Um, do we? I want to take a vote here. Do you want to talk about the WWE Championship match or the Universal match first? WWE. I'd sure. like. I'd like to talk about the WWE title featuring former two-time NXT champion Shinsuke Nakamura taking on the guy who was in the inaugural NXT title tournament, Jinder Mahal. Okay, great. I want you to kick it off, Dan, since they're both uh, NXT alums. Yeah, both NXT veterans. Again, Jinder Mahal in the finals against Seth Rollins way back at the initial NXT title match. Shinsuke Nakamura, arguably one of the best NXT champions. I th- Finn Balor's top on my list. But first I'll, uh, I'll say first two-time champ. Yeah, the uh, Samoa Joe was the first two-time champ. Oh yes, you're right. My bad. My bad. Second two-time Samoa, champ. Samoa, Samoa Joe got it. Shinsuke Nakamura is the second and one of the only two to be a two-time NXT champion. And I think that Shinsuke Nakamura is going to have a successful main event marquee matchup in the Barclays Center for the second year in a row. I think he beat Samoa Joe last year. He's got really good feeling in that audience. The crowd's going to be behind them. Brooklyn is hot for Shinsuke, especially after that entrance last year with the live violinist. Nakamura is going to be over huge. Nakamura's got the strikes. He's got the in-ring savvy. I think we have a new WWE champion on Sunday. I'm also speaking with a lot of bias because I'm incredibly against this Jinder Mahal push. I don't think the guy's improved at all in the ring as a champion. I don't know if you guys want to piggyback off that or if that's a little bit too distracting, but I'm a huge Shinsuke Nakamura mark. I think Nakamura wins the title. Yeah, Zach, why don't oh, you whoa. give your opinion? Yeah, no, no, Sean. He said he's a huge Shinsuke Nakamura mark. That's a perfect segue to you, so go ahead and give your opinion. Oh, I might be the biggest Shinsuke Nakamura mark there is. Uh, I mean, I've... I was t- I was tired of hearing Sean after me, Zach. I was going to pass that one to you, but if we're going with another <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura mark, let's do it. You know what? I usually like to end the conversation with like the Shinsuke Nakamura conversation because I, I there's so much I have to say about him. But uh, All right. I'll, I'll, go ahead. So man. here's my deal. Um, Shinsuke should win this title. He would get the biggest pop of the night if he won this title. My pick is for Shinsuke to win this title. I agree with Dan in the fact that Jinder's push has, I mean, his title run has been, I don't want to say it's been shit, uh, because I do think it was a better title run than Randy's was. Oh yeah, Re- easily. But I, I it What's, is, that's it's not been necessarily cool. saying much, but I'm going to agree no, with it's you say, there it's, too. It's saying nothing, but. If you saw um, that House of Horrors match. It speaks for itself, that run. Yeah. Oh, oh, I did. I think it's time for I'm Shinsuke sorry. to win, and I think that Owens is going to lose like we talked about, and I think Owens is going to feud with Shinsuke, which would be amazing. Yeah, th- that would be, absolutely. Um, that could be the direction they're going. Uh, of course, I'm going with Shinsuke. You remember the last time I picked Shinsuke to lose, and I don't do that like ever. Um for the last pay-per-view, but Shinsuke is taking this. We see what a train wreck Jinder's title run's been. He's not getting over the way that they wanted to in India. Um, and you think of how many people are watching the network in India. Like, so many. They brought it back to Great Khali to help him get over. No one liked that. Uh, I think what's going to happen... And we haven't seen Khali since. It was, it was a one-off thing. If they wanted right. to keep this momentum going with him having a monster bodyguard, I could believe that more than Jinder Mahal standing by himself and or with the Singh brothers. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately what's going to happen is the Singh brothers are going to get involved, but Strong Style is going to take over all three of them. You know, he's going to battle. It's going to be an uphill battle for Shinsuke just because it's ultimately it's a three against one match. Uh, we saw the Singh brothers get kicked out uh, of ringside last week. Um, it's not going to happen this week probably, and it's going to be an uphill battle for Shinsuke. 
and it, he's going to prove that strong, strong style is alive and he is the king of it. You know, we saw when he fought John, John gave him a little send off. John, it was like a little bit of a passing the torch to him, right? I, I feel it was, we, yeah, it was definitely, John it was definitely to, a sign, a sign of big respect and big things to come for Shinsuke Nakamura, even after that really gnarly look at suplex. Yeah, that was bad. I, I hate talking about that suplex and, uh, because it was very hard to watch, but yeah. you know, John passed the torch a little bit. John's a free agent; he's roaming around. He's going, he's going over to Raw. So um, Shinsuke is the perfect person. He is arguably the most over person in WWE right now. And uh, how do you not give someone like that the title? So my pick is always and forever, usually Shinsuke Nakamura. He's taking the title, um, and then I would love to see a KO feud. I really would. Huh. Pop of the night, right? We agree with that. Yeah, if, I, if yes. he wins, this would be the biggest pop of the night. Absolutely, hundred percent. They had the uh, they had his violinist out in Times Square doing a few random appearances. So I wouldn't yep. be surprised if we get a big deal entrance again for Shinsuke Nakamura. That's why. Oh, feel, as we should. I feel like what they're doing with Shinsuke and the entrances, they're probably doing what they're like what they're doing with Finn and uh, um, how you know. The demon is going to come out with these four big pay per views. We actually skipped that that fight. Yeah, I was gonna, just thinking. I was just going to say that that's a that's a really good segue if we want to talk yeah. about something else in between title matches. We could talk about the demon returning Finn Bauer. Finn Bauer saying that he has his own personal demons, and Bray Wyatt's waking them up. And I I don't know how to I don't know how to call this one, fellas. The mind games come from Bray Wyatt, but you never see this. You, you don't see anybody change quite like Finn Bauer when he dons that demon armor face paint war paint however you want to address it the aura of the arena changes the intensity in his eyes change finn bauer is a completely different character Mm -hmm. once he dons that demon paint i really don't think especially being the longest reigning nxt champion of all time i don't think he goes down to bray wyatt i think bray wyatt made a huge mistake by antagonizing the demon he doesn't go down as the demon. The demon has never lost. Here's the thing: the demon, demon is is it's special. You know, it's something that the demon has. Demon, demon has lost. Demon, ha- demon has lost. I do have to cut you off there. He lost in a steel cage match to Samoa Joe at NXT Takeover. The end. Yep. That was the only Not time the that title. demon has Not for demon, the title. Though. Demon has been. Demon has been. De- demon has been defeated for the for that title. That was that was Samoa Joe's second title run in NXT. Was it really? Yes. yes. Oh, geez, man. I forgot about Samojo, that. Samoa Joe earned his second by defeating Finn Balor. Okay. But he's never been defeated in WWE main roster as the Demon. Yeah, and it, Correct. It, it's something that's but we've only seen that we've only seen that once before, and it was yeah. exactly one Summer year Slam. ago at last year's SummerSlam nope. for yeah. that Universal Championship. Nope. We saw it, we saw it a couple weeks before when he uh, when he um, came out as the Demon. I think it was the week before that's SummerSlam. Right. To Seth, 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 Seth Rollins spent Rollins. 45 minutes of, uh, uh, running around asking for the Demon King. Exactly. How could I forget and about he, that? He yeah. came out to close the show. So I don't. Yeah, think I'm going with Finn as well for yeah. sure. Demon King uh, is going to outlast the Eater of Worlds. Um, I think it would be a big hit in in Finn's push if you have him lose to Bray Wyatt, especially what's been what's been going on with Bray lately. Uh, that let's terrible title run. Let's call it inconsistency to be nice, Sean. The inconsistency yeah. of Bray Wyatt over the past few years. Yeah, but you know what? Bray Wyatt's the real winner in this because he's still with JoJo. Yeah. So, Amen. That's a good point. <laughs> I just have to All say right, that. So is it? Is it time for the Fatal 4-Way? I think it's time. It's, it's time. time. Who, All right. who's, time. It, who's in this match, Zach? Uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, we got Brock Lesnar, the uh, 
reigning defending champ, we have Roman Reigns, and of course we have Braun Strowman. So I'll actually kick this one off. I'll give myself Please. a little bit of time. So here's what I'm thinking. I personally want Samoa Joe to win because I love the way they've been building him up. Oh, yeah. And I do want to throw something out before I get into all of this. Undertaker was spotted on a plane to New York. Don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but he could show up. I'm just throwing that out there, and I want to be the one to say it first. So, Taker's done, man. My personal opinion is that I think Brock is going to win because you can't have him take time off. Um, But then again, my actual prediction is Samoa Joe's going to win. Brock's going to go away until Royal Rumble, and then he's going to be entrant 30 in the Royal Rumble. Uh, that That's my prediction 100%. But I think this is going to be an amazing match. They're all awesome at working like big guys. I have to say that I'm probably almost like 100% on the same page with you. I don't know if Samoa Joe's winning. I think it could be Braun Strowman's time. I think Braun Strowman's taking this. You still got that feud with... Uh, Roman Reigns there if you want it. Um, people people have been eating that up, actually. They love that feud. I, I love that feud, um, which is hard to say because I don't really like anything that Roman Reigns has to be in, involved in. Um, but Roman is the odd man out in this match, so I don't think Roman's winning. Uh, Brock loses. I know there's a... Before I say that, there's there's been a lot of reports saying that Brock's going to win because there's been some like leaked images of uh, of a fight between him and Braun advertised at No Mercy, um, and that that whole stipulation of like, oh well, if I lose, I'm leaving. Like, why would they do that if ultimately he's not going to lo- lose? So I think he loses. He spends the next few months training because we know he's going back to UFC. He's going to get in shape for UFC. He's going to come back at Royal Rumble. He's going to win Royal Rumble main event main event mania and lose because his contract is over after that bingo that's a huge prediction for uh, so you're, you're going with braun Strowman to win this one as well i do yeah okay i'm picking i'm picking braun too i'm going to take a little bit of a twist on that mm-hmm. i don't think brock lesnar is involved in the decision and i think knowing the clever wording and how carefully paul Heyman picks his words when delivering them the only way paul Heyman can if brock lesnar loses I'm interpreting that as if Brock Lesnar is involved in the decision. Exactly, Brock if he's pinned. That, Brock can lose that universal title without being pinned. I want to see, and I think we see, Braun Strowman pins Roman Reigns to be the universal champion. Oh, yeah. That's really smart. That's smart. I like that a lot. Exactly. That's good. I didn't think of it that way. You know, you have to, you have, really have to pay attention and listen to what Paul Heyman says because he is a man of his word. So It's the advocate, baby. He, uh, he, reads, he reads and delivers the fine print. Absolutely. I think we have a, a an incredible, solid uh, prediction show here. I mean, uh, over an hour, this is the longest podcast that we've done by far, and I think the outcome of it was incredible, and I really look forward to um, you know future collaborations with you guys. I, I was talking with Dan on the, uh, about this a little while ago while we were uh, when we got to know each other, and Zach, I'm going to plug you on this. We've got a lot of plans coming up for future collaborations, um, something big for WrestleMania week that we're all going to try and uh, be in town for, so um, once pieces fall into place... Um, and and that starts coming to fruition. We'll include you guys more. We've got a, of course, our giveaway is going to be coming up. We're going to try and get uh, Undisputed Future in on that and some other podcasts so we can give you guys a really good giveaway. Um, but again, more details on that in the future. And Dan, we want to before we sign off here, uh, we want to ask you what are some uh, where are some of the places that your fans can go to connect with your show? Like what are some social media platforms that you guys are on? 
social media platforms for the Undisputed Future podcast, your home for weekly reviews and discussion of WWE, NXT superstars, and call-ups. At podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. At Undisputed Future podcast, all one word, is the Instagram. Pod- Undisputed Future podcast, find us on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud, primarily hosted there. You'll find the episodes there every single week. And subscribe to us on iTunes. As soon as they're up on SoundCloud, they'll be up on iTunes as well. I'd appreciate the subscription. Guys, thank you for having me on the show. It's been really cool talking and introducing you guys a little bit more on what to expect at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. You'll see me hard camera right side. I'm in Section 9, Row 1. I should be on TV. I'll have a Johnny freaking wrestling sign. So if you want to look, if you want to look out for something, one of those guys. <laughs> I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those guys. Awesome. I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a super fan, and I'm not going to wear the same thing every single week, every right. single time I'm at a show. I'm not going to mention any names on that one. But guys, NXT Takeover Brooklyn. It's my third year going. Nick is joining me, my co-host. He apologizes he couldn't be here. He's working a second job. I'm also going to be going with the musician of my show, D. Rose. It's it's bound to be a huge weekend for us. We'll be there all four days sitting in different sections. Stay tuned for the social media. I'll have a lot to say about how, uh, how I high octane the Barclays Center is bound to be. Guys, it's going to be an incredible weekend. I hope it comes across on TV, how amazing it will be live. Absolutely, and and we we thank you so much for for collaborating with us and coming on the show, and and uh, yeah, you know, we are the Top Row Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Top Row Pod with two Ds. Facebook, just search uh, Top Row Pod, and uh, also check us out on our website, Top Signing off from the Top Rope. Goodbye and good night. <laughs>